Welcome back, my friends. Chef and a Fat Man live from La Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. And you know, you always start out strong. You have something real strong in the middle, but you got to finish stronger. And mm. this last recipe really takes it to another level. Chef Taylor, tell us, please. So we're going to actually start a little bit backwards from how it's okay. assembled. Because the ganache, you need to let set for a few minutes. So it's best to make the ganache first, even a day ahead, if you want to break up the okay. process. Um, and then I'll tell you a little trick on how you can bring it back to being um, pourable to glaze over the top. Um, but to make our ganache, what we do is, in a saucepan or in the microwave, if you want to cheat, you want to heat up your cream, your sugar, and your salt. You then pour it over broken up pieces of your chocolate. I like to use 60% dark Valrona chocolate. It's the best stuff um, out there, in my opinion. Where can you get it? Uh, Williams-Sonoma. They always sell it. Sir Latab sells it. So it's something you're not going to go in a store and buy. No, it's not something you'll find in a Publix. But Ghirardelli makes great chocolate. Um, you know, if you don't want to spend a ton of money on a chocolate bar, don't worry about it. Just get any 60% dark chocolate, and it will still be delicious. Um, so you take your chocolate. You put it in a bowl, you pour that warm cream sugar salt mixture over it, and then we begin to emulsify it. And as we emulsify, we drop in pats of cold butter. And that's going to make it nice and shiny and beautiful. Cold uh, butter. Cold butter, yes. So it melts into it and gets blended through Can you it. use frozen butter? Like I, I buy uh, packs of butter like when they put the carry gold on sale um, at Sam's or Costco. You don't want it that cold. Um, okay, because I'll buy like 10 pounds and um, I'll put it in the freezer because Kerrygold is, I think, the best natural butter in the world. And it's uh, pretty expensive, but every once in a while they mm -hmm. put a real good, like on half sale oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So I put it in the stuff. freezer and I've used it up to a year later. Yeah. But not frozen. No. So my, I guess I should backtrack a little bit. My definition of cold is it's been on the counter for about an hour. Um, okay. And so I don't like to say room temperature because a lot of people keep their homes pretty warm. They're cooking in the kitchen. It's hot in the kitchen and the butter is just so, so melty. You can't cut past it. It's almost it. gelatinous. You should still be able to handle it, but it shouldn't be so cold that you couldn't spread it on something is kind okay. of that balance that you're looking right. for for this. So you drop it in a pat at a time. So a little piece at a time and then you pour in the Baileys and that's going to get that extra shine right on the end there. And you know it's Baileys because? Because it says it on the bottle. And? Because <laughs> I tasted you make, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I knew we'd get there eventually. Yeah, you can you can make quite a few delicious drinks with Bailey's, my friends. Yes, um, it will not go to waste in your alcohol cabinet, that is for sure. But you can also change up the liqueur in this. You can use anything that you want. Um, we've done it with creme de cacao, lots of different things. So we set that aside once it's emulsified, and we let it set a little bit, kind of just chill out. Um, I actually like to pour it into a squeeze bottle at that point. And what I'll do is I'll take a piece of saran wrap and I'll put it over the top of the bottle and then I screw the cap on. So that way I can stick it in my fridge and a week later, if I want to, I can pull it out, put it in a pot with some hot water and it'll melt it back down to being pourable. So then I just take the cap back off and I pour it over my cake. I have my cake on a baking cooling rack on a baking sheet. So that way that glaze drips down into the pan. And you can use a bench knife um, to pull that chocolate back up and glaze it over again to make sure you haven't missed any spots. Uh, now, for Do you have our, one of those turntables for cakes? 
Do you? I, I have a bunch of those. I yeah. used to do custom cakes and cookies. Oh, I was going to say, because I've seen those things. And if I were into baking, that would be something have, you must have. I have a few different heights, too, and different sizes for the different size cakes. Wow. Yeah, but, okay, so for this cake itself, we're using Guinness. Um, you need to make sure that the Guinness goes flat before you use it, which is typically a big party foul. Um, but what I'll do is if I know I'm going to make this cake, I'll open up that can the night before, um, or I'll pour it into a bowl, um, when I'm about to get my ganache ready. So it'll be 24 hours, 24 hours is best, but if you don't have that long, it's okay. Just pour it and wait for the head to go down. Cause that would make a funky texture in the cake itself. Um, it would affect it structurally. Uh, the butter in this is softened. So it's softened butter, it's granulated sugar, uh, light brown sugar, cake flour, and all-purpose flour. Now, it's very important that you use the cake flour um, because this cake is pretty dense. And if you were to use all all-purpose flour, it would be like you need to soak this in some milk to eat this kind of cake. Um, so you want to make sure you buy cake flour. Um, I like to sift my flour so I know it's nice and smooth. Sometimes people will buy cake flour. They only break it out maybe, you know, six months after they've bought it. And that might be a little clumpy at that point. So you definitely want to run it through a sifter if you've been keeping it for a long time. Uh, and while I'm doing that, I sift in my baking powder and my salt. So all my dry ingredients are together. And you always want to add your eggs one at a time when you're creaming together the butter, sugar, and eggs. Room temperature eggs or? Cold is fine. Um, now, you do it one at a time because naturally the oil and the butter and the eggs, they don't want to emulsify together. So if you drop in all your eggs, there's a whole lot of moisture. Sometimes it just does not come together very well. Um, so it's best to do them one at a time. Uh, and then once you have it all said and done and ready, grease up a bunt pan. Just I like to spoon it into the bunt pan so I have a nice even amount all the way around. And I'll take it and I tap, tap, tap on the counter with my pan to make sure it's nice and even. I don't have any big bubbles. And then I put it on the egg at 325 degrees for about 45 minutes to an hour or until a toothpick pulls out clean with no batter on it. Uh, now we let that cake cool for about 45 minutes to an hour after, and then we pour that glaze on over the baking cooling sheet like I was talking about. Now, one of the things, now when you talk about cake flour, mm -hmm. some grocery stores might have it? Yes. Okay, so it's not something that they have to necessarily go online and get. I know. I've seen it in Walmart. I've seen it okay. in Kroger. I've seen it in Publix. You can get it almost anywhere. Um, most The most common brand that you see is in a red box. It's called Swan something. Swan's Down, I think. Let's see. I'm going to grab the box for you guys. Yeah, the Swan's Down cake flour is the most common one. It's the one that you'll be able to find in a Walmart. Um, so cake flour is a lot finer than all purpose flour. Okay. And it's, uh, but that's something, like I said, you can get in the grocery store. You don't need a specialty. Oh no, not at all. Order. Mm -mm. You can definitely buy it in your grocery store. Now, if you really want to save on price, it's probably going to be cheaper to order it from Amazon. Is it really? Yep. Okay. Now, as far as this cake, so now you've, the cake comes off the egg. You let it set mm -hmm. about 45 minutes to an hour. Yep. You let it cool, but it's not cold. It's not room temperature. It's, it's about room temperature. If you were to try and glaze a hot cake, that glaze is just going to be a melty mess. Because what you want is that chocolate. So 
I'd like to make it ahead of time, like I said. Now, you can use this ganache and scoop it if you've set it in the fridge for a day and dip it in tempered chocolate and have beautiful little truffles. Because um, this is actually my ganache truffle filling. Um, but when you have it heated and then you pour it over the cake, it starts to solidify. Now, it never gets as hard as like a chocolate bar. It just gets that nice, almost like frosting-esque coating on top. But if it was hot, it would just melt right off. It would never stick to it. Some of it would kind of absorb into our cake and it'd be a big mess. And that's what you're trying to stay away from. Yes. Yeah, so you want it to be able to set on top of the cake almost instantly once you start glazing. Um, so to be able to do that, you got to let it cool. Now, how long from start to finish when someone's trying to make this recipe, it's not something you're going to do overnight. I, I mean, it's not something you're going to do in an hour. Um, well, you got you to take, take some time. You have to think about the cook time, but your active time is probably about 10 to 15 minutes for the ganache and wow. 10 to 15 minutes for actually mixing the cake itself. So you're not looking at a whole lot of labor. Um, most of your time is going to be spent with it actually cooking on the egg or in your oven. Well, I got to tell you, this has been another exceptional show and especially for leftovers <laughs> i mean I, I ought to take a picture of that just to, with you yes. holding it yes but uh you know so many people to thank to make this show go as smoothly and easily as it does first and foremost to the wonderful wonderful volunteer staff steve marshall and daryl they have been busting it all day we couldn't do it without him. Thank you very much. It's always a blast when you guys are around. And, of course, to Chef Amanda, the queen of culinary. She is the executive chef and the manager extraordinaire, and she is always better because she has an LCI that is as talented and gifted as Taylor. And, you know, the keeper of the dials, she who must be obeyed, she's the one that keeps us on the air, even... When the batteries are going low, she <laughs> handles it all because she's full of it. I mean, with information on how to make things happen under trying circumstances. But it has been a wonderful show. We thank you all so much for tuning in. Chef of the Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs has proudly been presented by the Big Green Egg. The, the ultimate, ultimate cooking, cooking experience. experience. And my Real Sweet Onions by Schumann Produce. Remember, my friends, if it doesn't say real sweet on the bag of the tag, it, it ain't. ain't. I'm choked up when I say that because I know in just a couple of weeks we are going to have, yes, real sweet Vidalia onions. Not Peruvian anymore, my friends. Vidalia. They're going to be in the stores. You're going to be able to get them. It is so exciting. I'm your host, Kevin Jenkins, reminding you as we do each and every week to remember our troops and our first responders. They're the reason we continue to enjoy the freedoms we have today. The price of freedom is never free. Well, as we cool down the burners right here and the big green eggs at Le Cordon Green, we'd like to remind you that we want to bless you and your family. God bless America. God willing, we'll see you next week right here on Chef of the Fat Man and Blue Collar Chefs. Be safe. Don't be sorry. And eat on, baby.